안녕하세요. You're listening to Four from On One podcast. Welcome back to another Four from On One podcast. This is Keith from Australia, living here in Seoul, and I'm here with my mate Gio. How are you doing, buddy? What's up, Keith? Good to see you again. And Hock Jun, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. You're a favorite Korean guy. That's right. <laughs> So we're recording this just before we're about to get a good break. Um, we're going into Solar New Year. Do you want to quickly explain? We did it on the last podcast, but do you want to explain, Hock Jun, what uh, Solar New Year is? Solar is the uh, Lunar New Year in Korea. We celebrate it hardest as possible. This Lunar New Year, we consider as you aged, really. Like you really aged. So um, it's, a, it's a different kind of like counting of age in like comparing to other countries this is one of my favorite holiday mine too it's the one yeah that's one the one time we get a decent break um as we said i get five days off including the weekend so two the weekend and three work days so that's pretty good um so today we're going to talk about jobs um i'm in my late 30s the other boys are in their 30s and we're going to talk about some interesting jobs growing up as a kid uh as a teenager and going into my 20s and I'm sure the boys got some fun jobs too and now we're in the 21st century 2020 where the type of job you could do is so unique that uh like what we're trying to do right now it's amazing how the change of jobs that everyone's doing has changed Mm -hmm. boys do you want to first give a bit of a background of your education what did you do as uh, a college you want to go first actually oh yeah um I uh, I studied um Italian literature and business administration. Unique. That's pretty unique. Um, I studied English literature. Uh, my first major actually was uh, leadership in international management. That's a mouthful. But I did that freshman year because I was going to get into business. And then I realized after taking a couple of courses, like in economics and calculus, that, that just wasn't for me at all. I always considered myself a writer. I loved literature. So making that transition over was basically a no-brainer. And I graduated, uh, yeah, in a concentration in creative writing and linguistics as well. Yeah, and I did PE teacher, PE high school teacher with a bit of background in science. And I could also teach dance if I wanted to, but... I can see that. that. I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so me and Gio, we're not from Korea. We're currently living overseas, and I've actually done quite a few jobs living overseas. Gio, what's something that's really good about living overseas and working overseas? Well, for me, it's saving money. That's the whole reason why I left in the first place. Like many of us, I had a lot of student loans, still do to this day, 10 years later. But the chunk of change that I can save is just like astronomical compared to the US. Um, But then again, it depends on the field that you're also working in as well. My career choices didn't pay so much. Um, We'll talk about, you know, obviously our previous jobs pretty soon, but that's definitely one of the perks about living abroad. And two, before the pandemic, it was just basically going to all the nearby countries so much easier than having to fly over any oceans if you're in the U.S. And Hock Jun, you worked in um, Australia. Oh, you've lived in Australia. Do you want to explain how you enjoyed that? Australia is a very good country for me. Um, I uh, I made uh, like literally tons of money from there. And then, <laughs> well, actually, I, I spent every single dime in there. And then, Thank you, buddy. That's how you do it. it. <laughs> Way to pump the economy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm um, like, still, I, I got like uh, $3,000 from my uh, tax return. So mm. it was great. Baller. Like Aussie. Wow. The tax rate. <laughs> Ooh, man. When you get it that's, back, it's good. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. 
it's like a little Christmas bonus in July. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that. And I, uh, I lived in Canada for four years and I lived in Germany for eight months. And of course I worked on cruise ships, which I'll talk about soon and mm-hmm. in Korea now. So I love working overseas just because when I first did it, it was just for fun and it's just something mm-hmm. exciting and something good. Then I would go back to Australia and a lot of my friends have moved on. Like I still have friends with them and we still get along great, but they have the families, they have the kids. So I felt a bit outsider, I guess, when I went back to Australia. So I always disappear, go to a different country. I feel more accepted. I find foreigners in the same situation, uh, same backpacker style and all oh, yeah. that sort of stuff. Same lifestyle that I'm living compared to back in Australia where everyone's doing a nine to five job, got their families, got their family friends. And I feel a bit of an outsider when I go home. Um, any negatives living abroad, boys? Gio? Um, obviously, language culture. Maybe yeah. the, the difference. I can't tell the number of times I just felt like I just couldn't communicate my thoughts. It was hard to obtain something because there was a language barrier. So that was the first thing that comes to mind easily. And Hyokjun, how did Australia treat you? Did, I know it can be mixed with people from an Asian country. Did you get treated well? <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I basically treated well because um like uh at that time I can speak English uh, not this much, but um I what I happened? Aussie <laughs> uh, people they are friendly. They are like open to foreigners. There are always some like lunatics, mm-hmm. but um. Like 99.9% of all the people that I ever contact or see, they're they're pretty much great people. So yeah. um, I like all the people in general, and mm. I want to go back there soon. That's good. I'm sure we experience a little bit of that here in Korea. And I'm glad uh, I'm part of all Australians. So I hope no one treated you bad because <laughs> I go into a lot of other countries. And when you do get treated a bit different, it doesn't feel nice. Mm-mm. So. I know even in Canada, even though it's a Western country, like all the Aussies go there to work in the ski resorts and the locals are a little bit upset by it because we take the basic wage and we're happy to take the basic wage so they can't bump up the wages. So they're Mm -hmm. a bit annoyed with all us Aussies over there because we are happy to work for $7 an hour, $8 an hour when the locals want $10 an hour or something like this. Taking their jobs, huh? So it's not just just different (laughs) continents, but also... Yeah, the Western countries get a bit upset too. But let's keep on moving forward. Always, we're going to talk about jobs and all the jobs. What was your dream job when you were a kid? I wanted to be a star. Yeah, (laughs) me too. When I was about seven years old, I always just, I always thought I would be an actor or at least like on Broadway. I've always just wanted to be a singer, (laughs) uh, dance and sing on stage. I've always enjoyed the choir in high school. I was always in drama and plays, musicals. Uh, Yeah, I was a little, little creative little guy. I was. Um, but reality, once I got older, I realized that, uh, I want to do something to kind of like help people. I took like this, uh, this internship at Arizona mm. state where I was actually teaching English to like faculty. So I did like mm. that for about a couple of months and I actually really liked it, liked it a lot. And so I thought, Hey, why don't I consider this as a possible career and kind of go overseas and see if it fits, you know? Mm. And then obviously 10 years later, look at me now. So obviously it did. Yeah. You're good. Oh. You're good on the mic. We had a bit of a night out on Saturday, which we'll talk about. <laughs> podcast and he was a natural on the microphone in public uh he was a bit shy but he was a natural um Huck Jung, growing up in korea did you have a dream job uh like me as well as a rock star and, um, <laughs> i can see um, that it's a like mm-hmm. literal way of rock star i um i learned how to drum in since i was like 12 oh mm-hmm. that's cool and then i was in high school band 
and yeah. I was like leading vocal and and um, drummer as well. So um, I always dream myself like like tens of thousand people crowding and then like cheering for me, and I'm I'm in the middle of the stage and then rocking hard. That's <laughs> yeah. can I ask you something? Was, yeah. What was the name of your band? Uh, it was no title. Oh, I like that. Risky. Yeah, that was so teenage thing, right? Right on. I read, I read something from you two from Bono. They couldn't mm-hmm. figure out a name, and someone presented this name to him, and they all hated it. Yeah, and they I just heard on the radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out a different name, so they just stuck, and he just hated it the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> like, he made, made it, every time he hears the songs on the radio, he's like, "Ah, oh, what were yeah. we thinking?" Yeah. yeah, funny. As a kid, I always wanted to be a sports star, and it always depends what was on TV. So in summer, all the tennis players would come to Australia. So I'd always, you know, I did play tennis growing up, and I'd, oh, I could be a professional tennis player. Then whenever the Summer Olympics was on, I'd do, oh, I could be a go to the Summer <laughs> Olympics. Or when the Winter Olympics was on, oh, I could be a skier or a curling person or something like this. Curling, like, curling. that's yeah. the sport. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> soccer. I could. Yeah, I wanted to be a professional any sports star. I'd take whatever I could get. Yeah. But I, and just nothing ever happens. Man, yeah. you guys, what so. happened to us, huh? We all wanted to be stars. <laughs> Ain't that something, uh, huh? Hey, can I ask Giovanni a question? That um, is there any particular line that you're remembering from your place? I used to memorize the whole uh, what is that soliloquy from Hamlet? That to be or not to be. I had that sucker memorized. Now I know like the first couple of verses, but <laughs> that's one that stands out. All right, so now, boys, I don't know the rules in different countries, but what was your first job and how old were you? I was 16 years old. I was a host at a Italian and Greek restaurant. It was my first job ever. And boy, was I stoked to get my first paycheck. Mm-hmm. Hock John, what's the rule here in Korea? How, what age can you start working here in Korea legally? Yeah. Well, basically, if you have a consensus with your uh, like legal guardian, like mm-hmm. parents, yeah. then um, I think you can work like 12. Get out of here. Wow. Like at McDon- McDonald's or something like that. Or- yeah, yeah. But um, like your your working hour will be like limited, like yeah. four hours a day, something like that. And then yeah. like no more working passing 10 p.m., something like that. Yeah. I've, and what well, was your first job? <laughs> My first job was kind of like kind of like handyman thing. Yeah. I was I was I was in like 14 years old, and then one of my uh friend's father. He is doing the uh, like interior subcontractor. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. So he's his his job is like tearing down everything inside and then you know make it look better. Uh I was in there tearing the tearing down everything. Like I I had sledgehammer and then like bamming all the thing that I can see and then put it in the um the sack. Okay. Yeah, put it in the sack and then throw it out a window. That was great experience. <laughs> so you and then you got bit... paid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you had a better body back then. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> Gee, cheap shot. <laughs> yeah, it was I, cheap shot. I, I was... can't talk. <laughs> oh, get him. Get him, Hector. I was like 15 kilogram at that time. I was, oh, I was... 15 kilos? Yeah, oh, I was I was really thin. Mm. I was I was oh, really, 50, yeah. yeah I was really thin all the way to my life but um yeah yeah and yeah, my that first was, that was really chip shot man uh <laughs> I'm sorry buddy I can't talk 
Uh, my first job was in two th- uh, 1999, 2000, and Sydney got the Olympics. And mm. uh, my dad became an accountant for one of the pin making companies. Mm-hmm. So everything, all these pins, they put it on a little cardboard. That was all done handmade. So he'd bring home all these cardboards and pins and I'd have to put the pins on the cardboards. And I, I forget how much I got paid, maybe couple of bucks for every 10 or 20 I did or something like that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, that was my first job. And part of his benefits was he got a whole set of all these Olympic pins. I think we got two or three sets. And sometimes they're worth a bit of money. These things, uh, people go around Olympics and trade pins. Instead of going to events, they just trade Olympic pins. So, yeah, that was my first job. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that is. Yeah, cool. I still remember my very first paycheck. The amount was $133.50. And I thought, wow, wow I'm going to live like a king now. <laughs> you know, even though I was way underpaid at the time, but at 16 years old, I was like, wow, I got over a hundred bucks. I think the Living first thing I bought with it was the, uh, was the first I, the iPod, that big bulky uh, one. I remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice. And let's go to some unique jobs. Uh, John, I know you sort of hinted me what your unique job was. Do you want to tell me? <laughs> All right. Uh, this was my second job in Australia. I was in Darwin at that time. And well, there's a there's a very um big crocodile farm in Darwin. Oh boy! And I uh, I was the uh, the feeder. Oh gosh! The, uh, <laughs> I want to see photos. You got photos? I think I should look into it. But if you um, find yeah. some, look out for our Insta. You'll put them on you Insta. Couldn't pay me to do that. I would. <laughs> no way. You couldn't pay me one thirty three fifty to do that. No, thank you. Uh, $21 per hour. You offer it. Nice. Uh no, I would buy still. When you're out. 23, when you're 23, it's a crocodile farm and 21 dollars per an hour, and the uh the meal and the housing is all included. What you call? I probably still say no. Crocodile. What, <laughs> what, th- what did you think of Darwin? Mm, you liked wait, it? I love Darwin, man. Really? Like, okay. yeah. I um. <laughs> is that something surprising for you? <laughs> Very mixed. Oh, I've never been, but. I've- very mixed feelings from people that I know. Yeah. Well, Darwin, Darwin is uh, it's very, very, very small town. It's, yeah. Um, I, I reckon it's a, um, it's a capital of uh, Northern Territory. Yep, that's right. Yep. But um, I think their population is like twenty thousand or something like that. Yeah. Is it that very, small? Yeah, yeah. 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 Really small. My goodness. But, um, I have a, uh, a cousin. He actually did a study abroad there for a year. He loved it. He came Darwin? back a different man. Yeah. He was in Darwin. Yeah. Wow. He's from a small town in Texas. So for him, that place was like the Beverly Hills of Australia. You know, <laughs> So he was just like yachts and things like that. He was just like, wow, this blew his mind. And when he came back, he was just different. So, but he said he had a blast. He had a very fun time. He got to travel to Indonesia, Bali, because it was obviously right there. Yeah. And uh, because of that, I always wanted to go to Australia based on what he said. So interesting. Yeah. And Gio, what was your unique job? You guys, I never really had one. I've always no? just had steady jobs. No, it was either that or I was either restaurants or I worked in, um, in fraud prevention. That was it. Just call people and said, hey, did you make this purchase? Nope. All right. You got fraud. Sent them a new card. That's all I did. Uh, yeah. For fraud me. Protection. Fraud prevention. So, you uh, know, when you use your credit card, you get declined sometimes. A lot of major credit card companies will usually send out like fraud alerts just to be sure that it is actually you using your card oh, and not, yeah, not anybody yeah, else. Yeah. So yeah, I would be the person that they would call. Wow. So mm-hmm. you're the uh, you're the guardian of the uh, credit card. Basically. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, unique job, but it's not really unique. I just didn't know what it was. Uh, so I was working in Canada as a ski instructor for four years. And one summer, my first summer, I was looking for a new job just for the summer. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was got quite desperate and uh, I found this job in Germany, au pair. What's an au pair? And I just oh, signed up. You did. And I went over to Germany for eight months and I was an au pair. I thought, oh, I'll just look after the kids. It'll be right. Oh, then, my God. I can't <laughs> picture you with kids. <laughs> no offense. And then I they had to do all the yeah. housework and all this cleaning. And yeah. the, dad, the dad was awesome, but the mom was very strict and very, oh, my God. They were quite a well-off family. And, sure. uh, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a, yeah, I tried to quit. I've thought about quitting many times, but I also got to experience some many amazing things because um, they took us to France, to Mallorca. I probably had the most expensive meal I will ever have in my life. It was like yeah. 500 euros for a seven-course meal or something. Yeah. And I left so hungry that I ate Maccas afterwards. McDonald's oh, afterwards. Yeah. Maccas, yeah. Maccas. Yeah. And uh, how, how were the kids? The kids were good. Like one kid was 10 years old and he spoke pretty good English. Mm-hmm. The six-year-old was very fresh, uh, very new with English. Sure. By the time I left, he was speaking, we were speaking together. Nice. Um, German was actually a pretty good language for me to, I could understand it and I could read it. My speaking was terrible, just like Korean. Oh, um, look at that. Who would have known? But yeah, it was a good experience. Like yeah. I, during the time, I was sort of hating it, but I got to experience quite a lot. Um, sure, yeah. we look back so at it now. Good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and yeah. the funny thing is now those kids would be one. The ten-year-old would be in his twenties now, and the six-year-old mm-hmm. would be in eighteen. This is two thousand and nine, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. And some just quickly some other random jobs that I've done as a ski instructor, and I also worked on cruise ships, which will sort of go into the next question yeah. I got for you boys. Is working on cruise ships, we do a lot of weird stuff and a lot of unique jobs that we have to do. What's a unique task that task. you have to do? maybe with teaching or with the crocodile farm, what's something that was really weird that you had to do, Gio? Well, I mean, this isn't really weird, but um, at my current school, it's more so a like a sports academy. So it's not your traditional like English teaching hagwon. So I actually have to teach like yoga a couple of days a week. Mm. I, I know. And I'm the least flexible person that I know, right? So wow. I, uh, yeah. I know yoga. So sometimes what I'll do during my break is I actually have to watch like yoga videos kind of like learn, learn like different poses <laughs> all these little things so here i am probably as stiff as like a twig on this yoga mat in front of like all these kids saying, all right let's go through this pose and let's put your body this way all the while like my bones are like cracking my knees are just like <laughs> my whole body's like shaking as i'm trying to balance myself on this mat and it's anything it's it's comical if anything else you know and they're kids they're not going to judge me they're just going to mm. laugh along if i played off as well that was one of the first things I thought when taking this role, like, oh my gosh, like I have to teach like yoga, but yeah, it's funny. It's fun. We have a lot of fun with it. I after, teach. The, uh, after this, this instruction, you got more like uh, flexible, like with your body. You would think, <laughs> but uh, I'm about uh, maybe 10, 11 months in and I'm still kind of struggling. I still can't breathe by the end of it. I have all the blood like rushing to my head afterward, mm-hmm. after like each child's pose. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I used to do yoga before. I mean, a few years ago, I actually uh, did this like 30-day challenge. So every day I would come home, eat something, and then do yoga for 30 days. Mm. And by the end of it, I felt like brand new. It was really nice. But, you know, Mm. since getting married, settling down, having kids, it's just kind of like, eh, you don't really want to move anymore. What's the point? Yeah. 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 I had to teach at my current school. Actually, I did a bit of PE program as well. I had to teach swing dancing. Oh, that's fun. Ooh, I, I didn't know what that was. And trying to get like little five and six-year-olds how to 
spin yeah. each other, especially the boys try and spin the girls, and obviously the boys are crazy. So yeah. the girls are on the floor, <laughs> and oh my god! Don't forget was, the Charleston. It was so difficult to teach them. It's all the right swing and the left swing, and I had no idea. I had to watch YouTube as well to yeah. teach them how to do it. But uh, the kids liked it. They seemed to enjoy it. I learned. Were- I learned swing dance in sixth grade. Had a blast. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was fun. I'm an old soul, so I like all that stuff. How about you, Hock Jun? Was it in Australia you had a unique task with crocodiles? What did you have to do? Well, um, I think this might not be unique in Korea, but um, I think it is really, really unique for our uh, listeners from all over the world. So I think basically everybody knows that in Korea, the males have to serve in a military. Mm-hmm. I was designated to... Um, reconnaissance regiment which is the people work in the dmg <gasps> so scary yeah uh this was uh, one particular day in summer uh we are bush removing operation kickity mm-hmm. yeah so um uh, <laughs> so we are all <laughs> we are all you know wired up uh with our radio yeah. and then you're like going inside of uh demilitarized zone and then this is very serious operation yes uh because uh north american uh, north americans no north koreans, koreans yeah. <laughs> north koreans are watching us and then uh they're in their uh we call gp so yeah. in their little uh, huts yeah uh they have this little small hole for the uh, machine guns and then it was wide open at the sure. time mm-hmm. yeah. so, um, it's like 500 meters just from us so um, i was ducked down and then using my knife to uh remove the bushes and then the radio called me like hey Hyukjun, Hyukjun, stop right there the what Users across the uh, MDL is a yeah. uh, military dividing line. So no. I cross the border oh, without wow. any authorization, and then I crawled back. Wow, the demarcation lines. Freaky. Were there uh, were there mines in there as well? Yeah, I'm sure true. there's still active mines. Wouldn't you like terrified of just like click? Oops, don't move. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, terrifying. Wow, Ooh, that's some scary Thank stuff. You. That's that's great thing you just brought up. That's that is a movie. If is you really? step on the mine, it will it will just blow up. Yeah, it doesn't click or anything like that. Uh, it will click, but um, but you won't know because it will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it will just activate it uh, from nine kilo of your weight. Yeah. My God, I didn't know about that. So if you if you just step on it, you're gone. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, you won't have time to think. It's just boom. Jesus. And then the uh, mine detector, uh, it, it doesn't work. The uh, metal detector yeah. doesn't work. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun fact. Because mm-hmm. yeah, all, uh, all the lead bind, there are plastics. They're not metal. Ah, they got sneaky with them, huh? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's good to hear from it. That's a good story, man. Good job. Have you ever done the DMZ tour, Gio? I have eight years ago with my mother. I did it for, with my mom, actually. As well. Oh, yeah, right. Oh. I woke up in the morning. <laughs> right, really a... Let's get dressed. We're going to go on a nice little trip. She had no idea. And sure enough, the, the bus takes it out there. I'm like, we're at the DMZ. Woohoo. And she didn't want to go in those little blue huts. Like, she was and like, so hesitant. What she propaganda didn't... were they blaring when you were there? Do you remember? Nothing. It was quiet. Nothing. That's It was the whole area was just still. The air was still. It was an icy, cold day. It was like middle of December. And it was freezing when Korea still had winters at the time. 
And when we, they took us outside where we could actually see the other side where we could see into North Korea, like nobody wanted to take photos. Like nobody wanted to move. the, The air was so thick. You could just slice it with a knife, you know? And then we went inside the little conference rooms where they have the meetings. Um, she she didn't want to cross to the other side towards the the, the door leading to North Korea. That's very interesting. I mean, I mean, like, is it possible that you can go to the lower side of this blue hut? Yes, it is. You you walk over from one end, but obviously you're not going to open the door and walk right into North Korea. They have to, two guards standing in front of it to block you from opening the door. Mm, all right. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and also they got the train station there, just waiting for the border to open one one year if it ever happens. Yeah, so, so they can oh, yeah, they yeah, can yeah, reunite yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, when I went there, they would, I obviously I don't know Korean, so I don't know what they were saying. And then they'll break it up with like a K-pop song, and then they'll start <laughs> blaring whatever they're saying again in a K-pop song. Like it was very interesting. Like oh, that's very cool. loud. La- like on the outside, very loud. Like the speakers were super loud. Like almost sort of. I heard in your ears, but it sort of gave you a bit of a buzz in the ears. It was super loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Totally recommend people do that, especially if it's just a winter's day or something. I don't know if they're running at the moment, but uh, I know they sort of shut down to keep uh, the soldiers, I guess, from getting coronavirus and all that sort of stuff. But um, the the tunnels as well. Did you go down one of the tunnels? We didn't. Yeah. No. No? I it's did. incredible, incredible how deep these tunnels are. Um, I'm sure Huck John can explain a bit more, but they would dig tunnels from North Korea and they got so close to Seoul, these tunnels that I think there's mm-hmm. 70, 80 tunnels they've found so far. Like, I don't know. Do you know more information about wow, that? Wow, that's impressive. Oh, that, that is actually, uh, uh, the number is four, but... Um, the, oh, okay. I mean, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a main tunnel. The main oh, tunnel okay. is four, but their, their branches are everywhere. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um. So deep. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then one time in in nineteen uh, nineties they found the uh, the fourth one and then it was like loaded with the uh, like current CBU you call CBU right camouflage something uniform. Okay. The uh, the current uniform of South Korean Army and the M sixteen that was our main weapon at that time. Okay. So they had South Korean army uniform and south oh. korean armory too sure it was ready in there ah so in case everyone wanted to invade they could just blend in yeah. just kind of use that equipment wow sneaky sons of wow, guns huh sounds like yeah. 24 or something all right i think we sort of got off topic there boys but <laughs> let's go yeah. back to john yeah, that was it. interesting right that was good, that was We're good. stuff man maybe, that was cool i got heaps more questions i could ask you so maybe we'll do that in another pod but um yeah, my unique job is on the cruise ships. I sort of mentioned once that we used to get to take the tu- uh, guests on tours. That was really fun. Dressed up as Santa, dressing up in Halloween. Um, it was you do such a weird jobs. Yeah, so it's a good time on cruise ships. I got over it, but totally recommend that one. These beach parties and stuff like this. We had some special theme nights where there would be like a what's a swingers parties? Like Ooh, swingers. earbuds, like a everybody. Swing- a swingers group would book out the whole ship and, Whoa. Yeah. wow we're just getting nuts huh yeah you want to keep your eyes closed walking on the decks because sure. uh, yeah yeah that was always interesting mm-hmm. all right boys uh geo and me will talk about teaching english here in korea in the future but geo what's a brief little summary you could say about teaching english here in korea i mean if you enjoy teaching if you love working with kids even if you don't really have it in yet if it's more just like a stepping stone to something you just want to try i say go for it you know, I remember the first time I flew out here, I never left the U.S. And I remember just jumping on this jumbo jet 
flying to Korea, not even knowing where the hell it was on a map. And I remember thinking to myself like, dear God, I'm flying to an unknown country over this big ocean. What if I fail? I didn't know what to expect. And when I came here, I loved it. I fell in love with all my kids. When you realize at the beginning of the year that you're shaping them, you're molding them into these wonderful, mature students by the end of the year who are speaking English, who give praise to you, both the students, the teachers, the faculty, including their parents. It's a very rewarding gift in, in the end. And I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm almost ending my seventh year of teaching and I just keep coming back for more. So I can see myself doing this for a while. Yeah, so I've done it for an half years. I don't see myself doing it for a while, but it <laughs> is really good teaching. Like the kids are much nicer and more still respect teachers here compared to Australia, probably compared to America as well. I know when I was teaching in Australia, it was especially 21. And to be honest, my social skills to deal with not well-behaved kids wasn't great. So mm -hmm. I didn't know how to control them. But teaching these kids are angels compared to Australian um, troubled kids. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there's, there's more respect for a teacher here, I feel, yeah. at least at least in this part of the world. So, And we'll, we'll oh, get in more details about the benefits, but, you know, I could probably easily make way more money back in Australia, but my expenses would be huge with rent and car and all that sort of stuff here. Mm -hmm. That's all provided and I can save and I, I invest a lot of my money. So I can do that at a high percentage, which I couldn't do in Australia. So we'll get into more detail about that. Hakjun, what do you think about English teachers? Did you do a hug one when you were growing up? Oh yeah, sure. Definitely. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> what you did <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> well but um, um like uh what's the well, korean point of view that was what i was trying to say what's what do koreans think about in all us english people over here teaching english yeah be nice please yeah <laughs> well this i uh, i have mixed the feeling because um like when i was grow up um i was i was not very um wealthy emily but my mom was like okay, the English is a new thing. So you have to learn how to, you know, use it properly. So mm -hmm. my mom take me to this Hagwon, which was the only place at that time have a native English speaker. So I think uh, my English accent is way better than like, um, like usual Koreans mm -hmm. for offending others if you are listening or if you're better than me. Time <laughs> <laughs> uh, will tell. Yeah, I really like native English speakers coming Korea and then, you know, uh, make Korean people go globally. And I really like that. But um, there's some troubles happening there. As I mentioned uh, at the head of this podcast, there are always, there are always someone who have a trouble if you go anywhere in the world. Yeah, there's so, always um, dickheads somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know who you are. Stop doing that. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> okay if you've been following us on instagram we've been doing our cream word of the day and we're coming up to solar new year geo quiz yeah. time i haven't i haven't given you any warning what i'm going to ask you today mm -hmm. what is korea in hangul dayhan minguk mm, right yes korea right. and so uh Hakjun, there's korea like most people just say korea and south korea the the hangul is different yeah yeah um actually yeah we have different uh ways to call my country yeah. so tehan minguk is the official way to call it tehan minguk in time to time we call as like uh, north korea and south korea in that time we call bukhan and namhan bukhan buk means north 
So Bukhan is North Korea. Damhan means South Korea. So the Han, uh, like overall, means Korea. So Bukhan is North Korea and South Korea is Namhan. So we say Daehan Minguk, we're on a winner, yeah? Mm-hmm. Daehan yeah. Minguk. Hmm. Okay. Gio, what about your country? You're from America, United States of America. What is your country in Korean? Miguk. Mm-hmm. Nice. Miguk. And, and All right. I'll, I'll, I'll challenge you. I know my country, but do you know what my country, Australia, is in Korean? Hotak? No, I don't know. Hotak. What a natural reaction. <laughs> I believe it's Hoju. Oh, Hoju. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, it was. It's it, easy. Yeah, it Soju, Hoju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Hoju. Yeah. And then a, a really interesting one, because especially if you buy computers here in Korea or a phone, like comes in the Korean language, and to try find the language for English, Jia, what's English in Korean? Yongga. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like ninety five percent correct. Yong-o. I'll take it. Yongo. Yeah. yeah. The Yong-o. more important one, we'll put it on a word of the day. So keep an eye out for it on Instagram. You need to find this one when you're trying to change the settings to English. Oh my gosh! That. I can't even <laughs> oh, find settings in Korean. That's the yeah. hard part. <laughs> Just finding the damn settings. Mm-hmm. So that's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, Geo, we've just launched uh, YouTube. Do you want to explain a bit about that? Yeah, I'm super stoked about this one. So yesterday, I set up our YouTube channel. We talked briefly in the last episode that we're going to be starting vlogs going forward. Uh, Last Saturday, we shot our first vlog. So the premiere of that vlog will be appearing tomorrow, Korean Standard Time at 9 a.m., which will be in the evening for most Western countries. So check it out. You'll find the link posted both on Instagram, as well as our website, I've added a link for YouTube that will take you right to our page for you to view. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also we've got our website. We've got a bit of a forum going. We're slowly building that community. So hop on, ask us any question. I probably don't know the answer, but one of the boys will answer you. Um, if you've got anything to ask about coming to Korea, any questions about food, just go on the forum and ask us. We'll answer it. We've got, we've got plenty of time to do it, especially coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, well said. I think, boys, we're almost done. I think we nailed that one. Um, got anything else to say, Hakjan? Well, thank you always for our listeners. I think we are growing your interest and your support. So come up uh, with our website and our Instagram. And then, you know, leave any questions you want to ask for us. And then, you know, give us comments about our little show. I'm really excited to bring this up. Now that you mentioned this before, one side note, like... Uh... In the two weeks that we've been doing this, like we've received, I don't know about you guys, but for my friends personally, I've been receiving lots of like feedback and they really love the Korean word of the days. Like yeah. a lot of them like really look forward to that. So I like the fact that, you know, we are compiling them. We're throwing up there for you, for your benefit and you're enjoying them. So that means a lot to hear feedback like that. So I just want to give a shout out to Sal and Susan for that advice. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be doing that just for you. All right. Later, boys. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you.